Ryan Cunningham of Cano X Radio up in Grand Forks. A good RC Wednesday to you, Mr. Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, Chase. It's a fun week to talk hockey. It really is, and, you know, the first thing that I'll say, Ryan, and we'll talk about the girls, and can someone knock off the Bismarck Blizzard? We'll obviously talk about is this Grand Forks Central's tournament to lose, but I'll tell you what, on the boys' side in the EDC hockey tournament, you had some pretty fun games up uh, up in Grand Forks over the weekend, specifically with those Grand Forks Central nights, Ryan. Yeah, uh, nothing like a couple of double overtime games back-to-back. <laughs> they played double OT with Red River and got beat 3-2, uh, to two, and there was a great crowd there. The uh, game started at about uh, probably 20-4 to four in the afternoon on Friday, and so you kind of wonder, we're going to get a crowd for this thing or not? It's still a work day, but the place was packed. Uh, they have to turn around and come back the next day and take on Fargo North, and another game that went into double overtime, Fargo North just got an outstanding performance from their goaltender, Jesse Stahl, and it took forever for Central to figure out the game winner, but uh, they were a little bit better at the end. You know, hats off to Tyler Klein at Fargo North. He put that team together, and they just kept, you know, rising and rising a little bit at a time. And had it been a different matchup, uh, maybe it would have been a different story. Who knows how they would have done against Red River had it been Red River in that qualifier. But Central makes it in double OT, so the defending state champs are still alive. But it certainly makes for some interesting storylines coming into the tournament this year. And it really does because the other part of it is the one seed from the West in Minot, they also lost. So both one seeds from the regular season are going to be now three seeds from the respective region. And when you take a look at this bracket, Ryan, you got Bismarck, Century, and Davies to start everything off tomorrow at noon. You have Fargo, South Shanley, the Bruins, a two seed from the East, a 230 against the aforementioned Magi of Minot High. 530, Grand Forks, Red River, the one seed from the East against Jamestown. And then number two seed, Bismarck, against number three seed from the East in Grand Forks Central. Out of those four games, which one intrigues you the most entering tomorrow, or because of what happened in both the WDA and the EDC, could this be where the East kind of romps again the West as we've seen in recent years, or can the West, Ryan, come back and say, you know what, we'll flex some muscle on the opening day? Well, first of all, you expect me to pick just one intriguing game? <laughs> I only get one, Chase? You're going to give me just one? Just um, one. <laughs> you know, if, if I had to narrow it down, obviously uh, I would look at the very first one between Century and Davies. You know, Davies is a three seed going into the East region, and the reason why Century gets them is because Central was upset by Red River. Uh, otherwise, you know, in that consolation bracket, they revert to pre-tournament seeding, and since Davies was a three if they would have been over there with Red River, Davies would have got a three. They get a four. Uh, they take on Bismarck Century, who two and a half weeks ago, Davies uh, beat, I believe the score was six to one. So that matchup will tell us a little bit about how the West is going to match up against the East. Although, you know, as you mentioned, Minot was a number one seed in the regular season. So even though they come in as a three, they were a number one seed and won the West region. They did a lot of things right this year. They're up against just an unbelievable goaltender in Zach Sandy at South Shanley. We all seem to believe that he's the best goaltender in the state. Um, but I really think that that Davies-Century matchup is the most intriguing to me. Um, you know, it's a difficult path for the West here. Looking at the math, the four teams from the West that are in the tournament were a combined, I think it was 3-14 and 14. Uh, I'm sorry, no, rather 4-13 and 13 against the East this year overall. And they were 1-9 and nine against the teams from the East that are in the tournament. But the lone team to lose a game 
uh, to the West field this year. That's in the tournament out of the East was red river. They got beat by Bismarck century out in Bismarck over the Christmas break. So there's a lot of things that can happen in the first round, but I'm going to definitely have my eyes on the first game tomorrow. We're talking with Ryan Cunningham of KNOX Radio up in Grand Forks, North Dakota State Hockey Preview. The tournament begins tomorrow here in Fargo. And, Ryan, I think on the boys' side in recent years, because Grand Forks Central has won the last three state titles, you know, Red River looking for their first state title since 2016. In previous years, we've kind of said, is this Central's to lose? And when Fargo South Shanley finally snapped that long 81-game winning streak in the state of North Dakota against North Dakota competition for Grand Fork Central, I think a lot of eyes perked up, a lot of ears kind of went, whoa, what's going on? Um, is this Central's to lose, Ryan, or is this maybe more depth and balance than what we've seen in previous years when it comes to high school hockey in, in North Dakota? It's not Central's to lose. Um, they are the defending state champions, though, and so obviously that means something, and they're going to come into the tournament with – some confidence because they've played well at Shields Arena. And so, you know, in the end, they're going to feel like they're kind of at home. This is their atmosphere and this is their time. But no, it's, it's not theirs to lose. Um, I really expected going into the East Region Tournament that Fargo Davies was going to win it. I, I really felt like if you combine everything of size and speed, skill, uh, and then also uh, upwards momentum, at the end of the season, I felt like Davies was, was that team. And so you look at these matchups coming up, and I think Central has a lot of talent. Uh, Central lost 12 kids from last year's team. They lost 10 to graduation, two to the juniors. They still found a way to get back uh, up to that number one spot. But it wasn't just the loss to South Shanley. They had a close shave with Davies. Uh, the first time around when they played Davies, they were down 4-2, to two, 30 seconds into the third period. Scored twice in the last five minutes, one in overtime. And when Davies came up here, they just blasted Grand Forks Central mm -hmm. at Grand Forks Central's home rink. They've got a lot of potential, so I don't think it's Central's necessarily to lose. Are they a team that has a good chance of winning it? Yes, but I think Davies has a good chance. I think if South Shanley gets three games out of Zach Sandy in a row against ever better competition, they've got a chance. And I think Red River's got a chance just from the standpoint that they've proven to everybody now that they can put three good games together against really good competition as well. It's going to be a fun tournament here for the, for I was going to say EDC. EDC hockey already was a good tournament, Ryan, for the state hockey tournament coming up tomorrow. On the girls' side, you have the number one seed, Fargo Davies, at 20-0-3. They upended Bismarck at the end of the regular season to earn the one. Bismarck, the blizzard, number two. And really kind of what we've said on the boys' side the last handful of seasons is it Grand Fork Central's to lose? Well, Ryan, on the girls' side, the defending five-time state champ is Bismarck. They've won six of the past seven, so I'll start with you there. Is it Bismarck Blizzards to lose, or is Fargo Davies with a really good goaltender and Candy Cook, are they maybe the favorite entering play coming up tomorrow afternoon? Oh, you know, I think you have to pick Davies. She's got a goals against a point oh or a point eight one zero point eight one. Um, they only gave up two goals uh, against op competition or against their opposition twice this year, but both of those games were draws. Uh, they also had a draw with Devils Lake, and Devils Lake comes in as the four seed, and that draw actually was very important for the Night Riders in Grand Forks because the extra point there that uh, Devils Lake picked up uh, changed that from a four to a five seed for the Knight Riders. So it was that balanced on the girls' side as well. But, 
you haven't been beaten all year, and they don't have draws in the state tournament. They have to keep playing until somebody scores. I think I think Davies is ahead uh, above the rest, but if they end up meeting Bismarck, that's Bismarck's comfortable arena too, right? They're always winning state championships, mm-hmm. so they're up against kind of a mindset where it's Bismarck's to be – in other words, you have to take it from Bismarck. I don't think it's Bismarck's to lose, but if you're going to win that state championship, you're going to have to take it from Bismarck. And you know what? The one thing about girls hockey, Ryan, in the state, we're kind of seeing it form to others. These co-ops are Bismarck, obviously the Blizzard with their uh, public schools, Grand Forks. I think they got the best co-op nickname, Ryan. I'll just be honest, and I'm not saying that because you're, you're a Grand Forks guy covering the schools. The Knight Riders. I love the co-op with the name that they have, taking those uh, two together. Are we seeing, you know, in girls hockey, Ryan, do you think we're seeing the level of play rise year in and year out and the numbers at the youth level coming up with maybe in a year or two we might see Bismarck have more than one team or will Grand Forks ever get more than one team maybe five ten years down the road Ryan I don't see Grand Forks getting more than one team uh, just for the simple fact that right now I think if you were to go through demographically you'd find out that perhaps one or two or maybe three players on that team come from Grand Forks Central the rest of them are from Red River um, so it's it's one of those things where until competition were to pick up and numbers pick up on the north side of town, you're going to have one team. Out in Bismarck, uh, you know, there's been rumor for the last couple of years that eventually they're going to put a second team on the ice. But, you know, it's to, in Bismarck's defense, it's been difficult for them because while they were running up championships, they just happened to have a kid named Britta Curl. You may have heard of her. She's an Olympian, and yep. she's playing for the University of Wisconsin right now. Uh, so they had that, but they also had eighth-grade goaltenders. Uh, you know, their overall numbers weren't exactly great either. And so there's always been a case to be made in Bismarck about, yeah, we've got some really good top-end talent, but we don't have a number of kids. Now, at some point when you've got the numbers that they do overall and you it's not just public schools i think you know you have to throw a saint mary's kid in there once in a while and uh you end up with you know 3000 enrollment or something like that you're going to be compelled to to put more than one team on the ice we'll see you know right now they've got a boys situation they have to figure out also we had heard they weren't that far away from legacy having their own hockey team uh and you saw what happened with bismarck's team this year you know they lost seven games in a row before going into the west region so Numbers are still a problem on the girls' side of things, and I don't know that that straightens itself out anytime soon. A couple more minutes left here with Ryan Cunningham of Cano X Radio up in Grand Forks. Ryan, I think the one thing that you go back to the boys' game is, and, and you kind of alluded to it earlier in juniors, you know, the Moorhead Spuds, Carter Ranclev, a guy that uh, played for the Spuds, kind of going, okay, Time to go to the Fargo Forest, play in the USHL before you move up to Grand Forks and you know play collegiately. In the state of North Dakota, are we seeing the juniors game having an impact as much as maybe we've seen in prior years in terms of guys who played as freshmen or underclassmen said, you know what, I've done as much as I possibly can do if I want to continue the, my value of a hockey career or maybe i'm starting to get looks or offers from division one teams that if i want to really get those i need to go play for a team like the fargo force or the bismarck blizzard or go out to mida are we seeing that more in the state where the top end talent by the time you become a freshman or sophomore probably not going to be there when you're a junior and a senior in a specific school like central or a bismarck or a davies for example ryan well, I think the, the hockey community in North Dakota has done a really good job of fighting back against it. The North Dakota Amateur Hockey Association has youth teams that play a split season in the fall and spring. 
And what they're doing is they're putting together these players, a number of these players that are on a Central, a Red River, a South Shanley, a Century, a Bismarck. They're playing together in the fall at an 18U or 16U level. And then they turn around and put their team back together and play again in the spring. And what the NDAHA is trying to do with that is mimic junior hockey. So you can stay and get a junior feel without having to leave your high school feel. And so they're trying, they're trying their best, but yes, it's having an impact and it's going to continue to have an impact until we get some scheduling issues worked out. The coaches have tried everything. Uh, They've tried to break out multiple classes of hockey so that teams that are on the top end can have some more meaningful games and try to keep their talent here. It doesn't go over. I mean, after all, we only have two classes of basketball. So two or three classes of hockey with the 20 teams we have, that's going to be a difficult sell, but uh, there, there's a there's a component with the high school activities association that has to come into play here as well. I know that 21 is 21, and they don't want to give hockey any more games because then basketball teams will ask for more games. The simple fact is there aren't junior basketball teams right now luring talent away from high school basketball, and until that dynamic is equal, basketball won't know that pressure. It's a different animal. Uh, I think they're doing a fairly good job of holding on to as much top-end talent as they can, but it will eventually come to pass where we're going to have to come up with a scheduling formula that's going to work. Yeah, and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Hockey is a different animal than football or softball or volleyball. Volleyball, you have J.O., sure, softball, you have traveling, basketball, you have AAU but it's not during the season as much as what we're seeing from other parts of the state when it comes to hockey. Well, final thing for you, Ryan, before we let you go, um, the one thing for, for schools I know, and it's the old adage of whether any state you're playing in and you're a Grand Forks guy, do you like that the atmosphere from the Ralph compared to Shields Arena? It's been a couple of years now where Fargo has hosted. They've been able to house everything with their Farmers Union Insurance Center where the girls will start everything tomorrow. Fargo Force play that rink of ice. That's where the boys will be. And then everything when it terms of, uh, you know, the semifinals and place games for the most part will be at Shields Arena. As, as a Grand Forks guy, as I know for, for fans and kids, it's going to be cool to play in the best facility in the state when it comes to, to the Ralph and, and everything. But sometimes you hear people going, but it's not you know 50% full. The atmosphere sometimes, sometimes can feel a little dead. You bring it into the Shields Arena. What do you make of the back and forth that we're seeing? And, and do you like that Fargo and the Shields Arena will have an opportunity here to kind of have this back and forth with the Ralph up in Grand Forks? I think back and forth is great. It's been at Shields for, you know, I think it'll be three years in a row. Um, that might be a bit much, but at the same time, you know what? If you want to re-intrigue people about having the high school state tournament at the Ralph, take it out of town for a few years, and when it comes back, hey, this is the first time we've had an opportunity to have this year. You know, this season, if you look at the matchups, a Central Red River semifinal would probably do better at the Ralph uh, than you would have seen in past years. You might end up with six, 7,000 people there that night, and it wouldn't have that half-full feel that you're talking about. I think it will determine, it'll be determined by what type of crowd shows up the next time it's back in Grand Forks. Uh, but Fargo and Shields Arena do a great job hosting that tournament. It's become very comfortable. If it's there, I don't think there's a lot of fight from the hockey community because we know where to go. Um, everybody knows where things are. There are always things that are taken care of. The Shield staff does a great job with it. When it comes back to the Ralph, I guess it's Grand Fork's job to say, okay, if we want this tournament back on a regular basis, we got to show up and buy some tickets, and hopefully that will be the message when it comes back up here. 
Final thing for you, Ryan, before we let you go. Uh, I know you're going to have some coverage tomorrow. Where can people listen to your play-by-play and also just find some stuff online? I know you had the video stream of the EDC Hockey Tournament, so just give us a quick preview of what's coming up on your end the next couple days here uh, down in Fargo. Yeah, I'll have uh, the two Grand Forks games tomorrow night in the night session, and then we'll follow the uh, Grand Forks teams from there. So uh, tomorrow night we'll start with Red River and Jamestown. That's uh, knoxradio.com for people that are in Fargo, uh, 1310 on the AM if they want to find it there. Uh, and that does okay during the day. At night could be a struggle, particularly this time of the year. But uh, knoxradio.com on Thursday. Friday, uh, if it's a semifinal, it's a semifinal. If it's uh, semi in consolation, uh, then we split it up and we uh, have Rock 95. You can do a search for that, and that's where the consolation games would be. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're kind of hoping for uh, a semifinal night and wrap up the day with an all-Grand Forks uh, semifinal, at least from our perspective. Uh, and you know what? That would not be a problem for the Fargo perspective because we wouldn't beat any Fargo teams in the first round, and who knows? <laughs> uh, for the Fargo listeners, hey, if you get a South Shanley and Davies semifinal, you need to get out there. I mean, this this is a year where uh, Fargo hockey could really shine. That South Shanley team is fun to watch. They've got some great individual talent on that team. And that Fargo-Davies team is deep, and Nate Metcalf's done a great job with them. So uh, if it's a Fargo listener or Fargo uh, hockey fan, don't sleep on this state tournament. It's just as much for you as it is for anyone else. Hey, Ryan, thank you very much. Have a great calls this weekend. I'll see you. I, I probably won't see you tomorrow because i got a doubleheader with uh, Cheyenne and Davies, which is pretty large in terms of the both the girls and the boys side of things. But we'll see you at some time this weekend down at Shields Arena. Thanks for making time again, Ryan. Not a problem, Chase. Thank you for the time. That again, Ryan Cunningham giving us a little preview and a taste of what the North Dakota State Hockey Tournament is going to look like both on the girls and the boys side. Ryan Cunningham again out of KNOX Radio in Grand Forks.